Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Well, folks, it's it's Tuesday night. It's uh. It's another Blog Talk radio night, uh, one of my favorite times of the week, because I always get to talk to uh, with some of my favorite people. And, uh, you know, you listen to that song, we're hoping we can make, make it better. And, uh, boy, our guest today is someone who has definitely uh, had a difficult beginning in life. And yet the turnaround for her has uh, really, really kicked her (laughs) into overdrive in a sense uh, to turn around and provide what she didn't have for other people. It's it's just a beautiful expression of what we call around here. We call it grace turned outward. And uh, uh, Susan has been a, a, a receiver in many ways of God's grace. And then she is in many ways turned around and given that to so many other people and made a, a, a a big dent, a huge impact um, on the world in such a simple, uh, humble way. Uh, That's what we're going to find about. And hopefully maybe you'll get some ideas in listening to Susan talk and tell her story uh, about what you can do uh, in your own sphere of influence. So please welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Susan Burton. John, thank you so much. I just love your expression, grace turned outward. Um, <laughs> that's just beautiful. Thanks thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so... Folks, Susan is a leader in the criminal justice reform movement, uh, a founder of an organization called A New Way of Life, which is probably one of the best names for an organization I've I've ever come across because that's exactly what it is and exactly what it is doing is providing a new way of life for for so many uh, women uh, coming out of prison who have very little hope about uh, what, you know, changing the circumstances of their life. And uh, uh, not to spend too much time on on her story, but we've got to hear at least what got her going here. Six times in and out of prison. Uh, Susan, what happened that last time uh, that changed everything? Um, what happened the last time, uh, is that, you know, I cried out for help. I cried out for God's help. And, um, following that, I surrendered. Um, I found help through 
uh, other people uh, that I'm sure God was working through. And uh, I was directed to a drug treatment facility, and I found all the the support and resources there to begin my journey to not only recovery, but from healing from the pain, the loss, and the trauma of um, that had threaded my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I love the story of uh, coming back from prison on the bus. Um, tell us a little bit about that and uh, uh, how that how you were able to to turn that experience around for so many other people. Well, I, um, you know. When you leave prison, they put you on a bus, and, you know, for us in L.A. County, that bus, that Greyhound bus takes you to downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row. <laughs> and while you're on the bus, you're dreaming and you're hoping for something different, but deep inside of me, I knew I was ill-prepared and I needed help, but there was no help there. So hmm. uh, inevitably, that's why and how I turned returned to prison um uh uh five different times the sixth time the sixth time I found help so um uh that's you know um and that that was the that was the breaker that was the that yeah. what changed me changed my life but it's sad to say that we as a nation spend so much of our nation's resources. Uh, locking people up, people that need help, uh, people with drug addictions, people with mental health uh, diagnoses, people who are, um, um, are are in need of help. Yeah. And Susan, what were you able to do uh, by... Uh, by starting, uh, I understand you started to meet that bus and uh, uh, what's grown, what is, just give us a, in a nutshell, uh, what's grown out of that? What, what is, uh, what is a new way of life doing now? So I just want to say that, you know, God is just a mighty God and, you know, God is directing my steps to reach out to other people. So what happened after I left treatment, I began to think about how much we need a new way, how much we need a new way of life all over this nation, mm. how how much we need to begin to help people, help women who are being released from prisons and jails back to the communities where they can rebuild their lives. So I, I saved my my dollars and I and I created a place uh, I created a home called a new way of life a new way of life reentry project and since founding that home we have helped thousands of women uh, come back from um, jails and prisons and not go to jail or prison we right. actually we actually have ten homes now across the greater, um, across L.A. County that are helping women to uh, come home, that we're helping them to get their 
families back intact, reuniting with their children, helping them with parenting, and just providing a um, a, a, a way up and out for them. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's just amazing to me. And uh, you were, you know, it, it's it's the whole idea that uh, you, I think, have been able to prove, really, that these women are not criminals. They're they're more victims. And uh, 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 and given the right kind of care, uh, they can put their lives back together again. And uh, boy, what a fantastic uh, thing you've been able to do! Um, is there any hope for I? You know, you mentioned the the you know the the penal system that we have that is just so inadequate uh, to really rehabilitate everybody. Just we, we just seem to keep treating everybody like criminals. So how, you know, is there any hope for that to change? Uh, Have you think you've been able to, to maybe show some things to uh, some of our government officials perhaps? Well, yeah, I, I uh, actually, there was an article that came out in SAMHSA uh, this month uh, that uh, highlighted the work that we're doing. And SAMHSA um, is the uh, substance abuse um, uh, uh, arm of the government. But um, I think that um, I have been able to show uh, real results from what what has happened, uh, but I think that something really bigger needs to happen. Uh, we need to uh, allow God to transform our hearts and minds and become believers, believers in God's children, believers in the um, capabilities and the purpose of everybody. Uh, in the in, in 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 our in our in our world, we need to believe in uh, and invest in the difference that in, in 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 people that we can see a concrete difference. Uh, we can see uh, uh, what God created and the good that can come out of people. I think the disinvestment, uh, the criminalization of communities. You know, mm-hmm. it costs us in so many ways. So I think that transforming our hearts and minds into believers uh, mm-hmm. would be, um, I think, what needs to happen. Sometimes we want the government to do something or we want somebody else to do something, but mm-hmm. I think there are things that we can all do. And, yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, your wife's group is a good um, example of that. Uh, the way they uh, come and support and invest in 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 in, in our in, in the women in our homes, um, but yeah, I think that's what needs to happen, John. And um, I think it's possible. Yeah, well, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, certainly possible. One one person at a time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, what I'm I'm curious as to how the how has the pandemic uh, influenced uh, affected what's going on in the prisons and what you're doing in specifically. Oh my goodness! So there's been just widespread infections um, across our prison systems across the nation. Uh, you know, you can't you can't uh, uh, physically distance um, hmm. because of the numbers of people that are are um, um, packed in, into prisons. So, and and then you don't have the luxury of all of the PPE and the sanitizers and the mm. you know ability to go and wash your clothes and wash your sheets. Um, so so it's been really really bad inside for people. But one of the things that did happen is that many prisons across the um, country has released to people to lower their numbers. And mm. what I would say is that's probably people that shouldn't have been there anyway. Uh, Nonetheless, they let people who pose no threat to the community, uh, they release them back into their communities. And uh, during the pandemic, we opened two additional homes to accommodate those women who were getting released. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, so in some ways it's really, it's really helped. I I was going to ask you, uh, are you, are you ever able to, to get women out early? Does that ever happen? Well, the pandemic, uh, provided for, uh, early releases. Uh, but usually whatever person is sentenced for, um, that's, the time that they have to serve because that's what the court says. But we, what we have been able to do, to do, John, is to have people come here in lieu of going to jail or prison. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So then that would that would come straight from, from the courts. So the courts must know about you and what you're doing. Yes. Yes. That comes straight from the courts. Well, that's fantastic. Um uh, it, the numbers are, are, are really amazing, Susan. It, it's something like, uh, well, the last I could find was 12,000 12, uh, women have gone through your program and, and something like um, uh, 90, 96% of them have not gone back to jail. Is that true? Are those, are those that, numbers that right? Is, yeah, that is true. And it just goes to show what, what can happen when you extend, um, you know, care, concerned, and, yeah. uh, when, you know, when you extend people the uh, uh, the privilege of enough to help them get up along their way, um, yeah. their lives completely turn around. Yeah, many that's, of, that's many of the women. I'm sorry, right. but many of the many of the women's are women that we. We that that encounter the criminal justice system, it's all, it's, it's many times about poverty, uh, domestic violence, uh, uh, lack of you know lack of resources or mental health. 
These are mm. things that we can we can we we can take care of. Wow, you know the thing I, I've noticed, Susan, uh, about your work. It, the only way I could express this would be all of the intangibles. You know the the kind of the the things like. Uh, how bright and and charming the houses are, and uh, uh, you know matching the curtains and and drapes and and uh, bedspreads and 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 just little things that uh, uh, especially women appreciate and perhaps you know certainly would never even see anything like that in it. Uh, in a prison and it just it seems to me that 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 is uh giving giving people a sense of value and worth um can can you talk about that a little bit i mean is that purposeful what you're doing that's there purposeful. that's hmm. that is purposeful you know, um to have a house that's cheery clean and colorful and with um, with a lot of light uh, mm. and, and textures, you know. I, you know, I, I I had the privilege of going on a tour with Frank Gehry, and you know, I learned in, during that tour, during that tour, how purposeful that prisons are created to um, uh, diminish your sensory. To punish, you know, when you think about a design of the building, the design mm. of the building can actually uh, be a punishing design, or no. it could be a a bright, fulfilling design. It could be great. It could be cheery and motivating. Uh, it can also be depressing. So we put colors and and nice curtains and and bright colors and 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 pictures and. Um, um, phrases that are motivating uh, through our home. Um, hmm. We okay. have gardens where we grow food. Um, uh, just you know, exposure to to better. Wow, uh, I love something that you said in in one of your interviews that I was I was uh, reviewing online. That uh, in in losing your your five year old son who was uh, for our listeners uh, see who he was uh, uh, hit by a a, a car uh, 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 actually a, driven by a, a police uh, detective and um, uh, lost his life and and actually that threw Susan into a deep depression and. And uh, a medic trying to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol and the like. But you said something that I thought was remarkable: that you may have lost your boy, but you didn't lose the love. And uh, I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit. And how how has that love gone on to express itself in in your life? And perhaps. Uh, uh, in, the, in the many children now that that you've been able to to help uh, re reconnect with their with their m- moms. Yeah. 
So maybe this is for someone out there, John, who is who has lost a loved one, hmm. be it a child, be it a mother, be it a sister, be it a brother. In my case, it was my child. Yeah. And, you know, when that person goes, you know, your heart aches because that love is still right there with you. Hmm. Um, and the, even though the person is gone, um, you you still have to you have to deal with the love, the loss, the loss of that person, and the loss of that person is like the love that 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 centers in you for that person. And so what I did is, you know, I uh, uh, put the expression of the love of my son KK in mm-hmm. the work that I was doing. And uh, the love just got, you know, larger and larger and larger. So, um, um, you know, know, that love doesn't die. Uh, Before I found a way to place it in something good and constructive and in a cause, uh, you know, the the love, the loss, the ache, drove me to alcoholism and drug addiction and eventually to prison. But now the way I use the love, it builds freedom, power, connection with Mm. God who is Mm. all abundant and who Mm. fuels me both spiritually, uh, physically, and financially Mm. to do the work that needs to be done. Um, uh, and all of the work that I do is through, is through love. Wow. Uh, that's fantastic. Well, you should, it, it certainly, uh, shows Susan, it, it's so obvious and, and, uh, um, you can see it everywhere. I, I, I remember, I guess it was a two or three years ago. Uh, uh, we had a little meeting or in December with, uh, with the women of vision and, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I I played Santa Claus, and uh, yeah, I uh, remember. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I I have to say, you know what? Um, the adults, the the women, were were more like children than the children. I mean, they yeah they they were amazing. Uh, I just think that was that itself is a beautiful expression of of the environment you've created where where people are free to be who they really are. Yes, yes. You know, we have a, such a good time. And I, I was delighted uh, that uh, one of the um, the juniors from that year, or, or no, the, the seniors from that year actually contacted me uh, from a college a couple of days ago. She was writing a paper, and she wrote it on A New Way of Life. And I was able to give her an interview, and I was so happy to do that. Hmm. Oh, that's great. I, I bet that happens a lot. You you get to see down the road uh, what's happened with these people, and uh, and and then then you think uh, you also think of how many how many things you don't know about and you won't know about probably until you get to heaven. Um, what a what a great thing. Uh, so. All of this has happened in Los Angeles. It's got. Is it moving out from here? Are there? Is it getting bigger? Are there other cities? 
in in the plan or how is that how is that working out right now? Actually, John, we have a um, a project called Safe, and Safe is the uh, is Sisterhood Alliance for Freedom and Equality, hmm. and we are actually training people to replicate all over the world. Uh, we have a, a home in Uganda, one in Kenya, and we have 14 homes in the U.S. So wow. We are uh, we are um, teaching and showing people how to welcome women back into the community and support them to build, uh, rebuild better uh, and and uh, 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 better more useful lives and create right. safety for the community and safety for the women and the reconnection with family. Oh, that's fantastic. Um... Tell us a little bit about your book. I'm, uh, uh, you have an autobiography, and it's won some awards, by the way, uh, and uh, uh, calling called "Becoming Miss Burton." And tell tell me, uh, I'm just con- curious about the title. What does the title say about about that? And and you know, I know that's a big question. You got a whole book on it, but maybe can you? I'm sure you've been asked to put it in a in a nutshell before. Um, tell us about that. Yeah. So becoming Miss Burden from prison to recovery to leading the fight for incarcerated women, and uh. it um it's it's my journey. Um, I think we're always always becoming. So hmm. it's it it captures my life and uh, the transformation of my life. Um, how God held and protect me and walked me and continues mm. to walk with me. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this is, this is possible for, for all of us in some way, Susan? I think it's possible for all of us mm-hmm. uh, to find our uh, connection and creator uh, connection and purpose uh, that we were created for, to walk closer with with God, with our Creator, uh, and, and live in a divine purpose that we were born to be to, to do. I think it's I think it's possible for all of us. Uh, it might take a little surrendering. Uh, it might take a little humility, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're we're coming to the end of our time here. Uh, uh, but I know that that one of the one of the things you're most interested right now is uh, helping uh, helping these women to regain the custody of their children. Uh, can can you talk about that just a little bit? Is there is that difficult? Um, what's involved in in that process? So um, there's there's so much that. Um, has to be said about family and family connections and mm-hmm. women lose custody of their children uh, when they're incarcerated um, and uh, we want to repair family and we want to re- repair community. Strong families make strong communities and so we are working diligently to help women reunite with their children. Yeah. What are the what are the barriers uh, that you have you face in the process of I doing mean, that? 
there are so many requirements. Uh, women have to go to so many classes. It's like a full-time job from, from mm-hmm. parenting, from anger management to uh, psychological classes, mental health classes, mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence classes, all of these things they have to do and take it to the court to say they can have their children back. And because they were incarcerated, it doesn't say they were bad mothers. Um, what it says, what it says, is they were separated from their children. Yeah, yeah. I notice in reading down through your staff members, you've got a lot of attorneys there. <laughs> yes, we do. We and we actually have two two attorneys that are family reunification attorneys. Wow. So that that yeah. specifically uh, all they do is try and bring families back together. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, Susan, this is fantastic. Um, I love I love hearing about what you're doing, and uh, I can't believe you're you're still at it. And it looks like you're not done yet. Uh, I I love something that uh, I picked up that you said. You said it wasn't work; it was my cause. It was my yes. contribution to the world. It it was my yes. hope for something different. So where do we go from here? We just keep going forward. You know, I ask God to shine a light on my path and allow me to follow. So uh, that's where I go. Yeah. Well, you're such an inspiration to us and to so many, Susan. So I I just want to thank you for spending, spending some time with us and, and thank you for turning grace outward <laughs> and not thank just you. keeping it for thank yourself. <laughs> I love it. Turn it. Turning grace outward. Wonderful. <laughs> All okay, right, John. Susan. It was been great yep. talking to you. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, folks. That was wonderful. I hope that, uh, I hope you'll listen to this again. I hope you'll, uh, you know, get your friends to listen to it, and that as we as we listen to this, let's let's ask God, what does He want us to do? Where where can we use it? what? You know, what Susan has done, I realized, is she's she she's done what what uh, these women cannot do for her, themselves, and 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 that happened to her. She had advocates. She had people come around her to do for her what she couldn't do for herself. Of course, it doesn't mean there was nothing. nothing, It was opportunity. There are plenty of things to do. She had treatment to go through. She had had, uh, counseling and and I'm sure tons of things to do. but, But the opportunities were never there before. And she, what she was able to do is turn around and provide those opportunities for other women in a similar situation. So think about what has happened to you. Who has done for you what you couldn't do for yourself? Of course, we start with the Lord on that one, don't we? But, you know, in what, in some, what way then can you turn around and provide that for other people? I think that's what we need to learn from this time with Susan Burton. Uh, I'm sure that you might want to learn more about this work. 
you can find out about it at a new way of life dot org. Be sure it's dot org dot com will get you nowhere. A new way of life dot org and you can find out more about Susan and the work and uh, you can donate if you'd like and uh, also I encourage you uh, if you're interested at all to uh, look up her book Uh, I'm sure you can get it anywhere Becoming Ms. Burton Uh, it's a wonderful book and has received a number of awards uh, as an autobiography so um, so I encourage that uh, and uh, just keep up with this work it's uh, it's such a great thing, and uh, as Susan says, she's still going and uh, doesn't even know. I don't think she knows when she's going to stop. <laughs> okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight's version of Block Talk Radio, The Cat. Come back next week. It'll be excellent, I can guarantee God bless.